Welcome, Welcome to Fightconomy. Here, Here we cover everything from finance, economy, and how it affects you. Please welcome your host, Kyle Talks. Welcome back. Welcome back to Fightconomy, where we talk about the finance, economy, and how it affects you. We have a good one today. We have a lot of things going on. If you've never been to Kyle Talks before, welcome. Thank you for choosing Fightconomy today. If you're not sure what this is, it's like I said, we talk about finance, economy, and everything in between, how it affects you, and you should just know what's going on with your money, right? Even though we live in, well, most of my listener base, most of us are in the U.S., even though we live in a wealthy country, um, we should know what we're doing with our money and not just spend it freely or we get a paycheck and be like, I'm going to blow it on whatever. We should have some financial literacy. We should know what we're doing with our money and we should know what's going around so we can put our money to best use. That is what this segment of this podcast is for. Also, I do run my main podcast, which is like the bread and butter of Kyle Talks, which is called, wait for it, Kyle Talks. And there we talk about society, business, culture. We have some guests that come on the show and we talk about all different ways and kinds of life. And I just love conversating with people. So if that's something you're more interested in, tune in Wednesdays or Thursdays. Those are when my Kyle Talks episodes come out. And every Saturday we have our Fry Economy episodes. If this is your first time listening, also, you can also submit any finance business questions that you have to Kyle Talks Podcast at gmail.com and just put BOS in the subject line so it's easier to filter out for those questions. We have some thick stuff to get through today, so let's start with our first article. New York City Mayor begs tech companies to stay in New York and bribes them with wine and food. So just this past week, this past Thursday, we have the New York City Mayor Eric Adams provides steak, halibut, wine, and other very wealthy foods to the pleading with the top tech executives of New York City to keep their businesses running there. Why would he throw on this huge thing, throw all this money? Well, let's dive a little deeper. Rent in New York City alone, year over year. So we're talking September of last year compared to September of this year. Get ready. This one might blow you out a little bit. Rent is in, has surged by 40%. So let's put that in perspective. If you're paying $2,000 uh, for your rent, fit, half of that would be $1,000. You're, you're paying like $2,700,000 year over year. You're almost paying half, half of an increase of what your regular rent would be. And we're not talking about like residential rent. We're talking about commercially spaced rent. So I know residential rent is still bad, but this statistic, just to give you an idea so you're not misinformed, this statistic simply is just like commercial spaces. It's like where businesses rent out their buildings. So imagine you own your own business and you're paying literally 50% more every month for your rent. I wouldn't want to stay there either. On top of that, crime has been skyrocketing with within New York City and already we've have, we have seen multiple companies already abandon New York City some top tech companies shooting shooting has decreased by 30% since August but this month it's already made up that decrease with over 15% more shootings so they're we're, they're covering ground quick to make up for last month's um shooters decrease 
the Eric Adams, who is now the New York City mayor, has recently come out with this big, big dinner, begging these tech companies to stay. And why would they need them to stay? You might be asking yourself. So they can benefit from a lot of things from tax bonuses that those companies bring in. They also keep residents employed within New York City. So it keeps their employment rate up. And also there has been multiple reports saying that New York City is trying to replicate being Silicon Valley just on the East Coast. So those are all the things going on. We have seen many companies leave already. And it's also interesting if um, in additionally in the article, it says New York City Mayor Eric Adams also asked for fundraising to support his 2025 campaign to continue being mayor of New York City. So he jammed a lot of stuff in there just to make sure, you know, like stay here, keep businesses going. Also, if you don't mind, donate money to me, even though you're paying 50% more for your rent. Just go ahead and donate more money to me and I'll make sure you're good. Um, this is a bad look and it's very unfortunate for businesses who are run out of New York City. So, for example, the startup that I am in, we're based in New York and we're a tech company. So my startup is some something dealing with this. This is something that we're actively dealing with as a company as well. And it's just crazy that... It's becoming this bad of a problem to where tech companies want to leave. Um, we've seen stuff like this, too. This is nothing new. We've seen this actually happen in California very recently. So the past two years, there's been a max exodus, not only residentially, but specifically commercially. So like people have businesses and stuff. They've left California because even though I'm born and raised in California, I'm recording this podcast in California. If California is the worst, if you're trying to build something for yourself financially, that's just what it is. Their tax is insane. It's insane how much taxes they want you to pay on your business. On top of that, they're trying to pass a new law where if you leave California, they can still tax you based on that year's income that you left for up to 10 years. That is crazy. I do not blame business owners who leave California and I have a great amount of respect for small businesses who choose to stay in California because their margins are terrible solely because they're paying, and I'm doing air quotes here, the California tax. So we're seeing this replicated, literally the same thing just in New York now. Um, a couple of big companies that have left was like Tesla. So Tesla was in California. They are paying way too much taxes. They left Texas. And a lot of these companies that have been leaving New York City have actually been relocated to Texas. So about 60, 64 to 65% of companies leaving New York City have gone to Texas and Texas is a very hot spot right now for building businesses. They actually give you tax incentives to build businesses there. A lot of crypto businesses are moving over there. A lot of manufacturing businesses are moving over there. Um, if you have a medium sized, big sized business, Texas is the move. That's what everyone's doing. So be on the lookout for that. And also to end this article off, this is an unfortunate situation, right? Because air, the mayor, even though I, like it sounds bad. He's doing the right thing. He wants to keep his people employed and he wants to make sure those businesses are there. So, you know, they can pay his salary, but also pay for whatever taxes pay for in New York. I don't know what those go to if they go there, but it is a good thing for these companies to stay, right? Like, let's look at it level headed. It's good. Cause it provides revenue. It provides employment. It provides a mission for the people of New York. So it's a very good thing for these companies to stay. But how can you expect a company to, company to stay when they're paying 50% plus in rent alone? And minimum wage is expensive in New York, so it makes it even harder for them to support themselves even further when they're paying 25, 30 plus percent just in minimum wages alone. 
So it is a tough situation. It does actually suck for looking from both sides, but no one wants to run a business where their customers can get shot or no one wants to run a business where they can get their supplies openly stolen and still have to pay 50% rent. That's just what it is. Crappy situation, but we'll see how it unfolds. We got another big hitter today in the article for this week. This one's about your favorite social media network, the one that killed MySpace, Facebook, or now as they're called, Meta. So Meta, Facebook, stock plunged this past week. Meta has been a victim of consistent controversy ever since the Cambridge Analytica scandal, and some can even argue that there was a lot more controversies around Facebook way before Cambridge Analytica. And if you're not, if you're like not sure what that is, that was like the whole thing where like Mark Zuckerberg had to go to court. They were allowing ads, political ads to sway each other. There was a lot of talk about the Russia stuff with like politics and people seeing specific ads 24 seven, no matter where they go. It was a big deal back in 2019, 2018. Huge deal, very controversial privacy, and that's and fun fact. If you didn't know, you know how every time you go to a website and they and they ask you for cookies, like do you accept these cookies? Can we trace you? That is solely because of Facebook Cambridge Analytica. They're really cracking down on selling people's privacy and what you can use. So there's a fun fact. If you want to know why you see those cookies every time you go to a website, it's because of Facebook. Thankful for the Zuck. Moving on, no for allowing. Being known for allowing swaying messages of politics to air on their platform and selling off your personal information, it hasn't been the best time for the Zuck. The past 12 months, Meta, which is Facebook, they renamed themselves to Meta, we'll talk about that, has lost over 61% of its value from so from September last year, 2021, to this year, September 2022, 61% of the value of their shares poofed disappeared, gone. And why? Why has Facebook really been struggling to provide for its shareholders? And why has the platform kind of been teetering? Great question. So let's start with they changed their name last year to Meta. Why did they change their name? Because they want to usher in the metaverse. I'm sure you guys know what the metaverse is. But if you don't, it's like putting on a headset and like living another life, but like in a virtual world where you can walk around, you know, stuff like that. So they want to be the pioneers to like usher in this new metaverse and they have not done anything substantial since that. Of course, to give them the benefit of the doubt, it's only been a year, year and a half or so since they've really focused on being like the metaverse and the Oculus is a fantastic tool. If you guys have never used the Oculus, like I'm going to be honest, it's really cool. You get to walk around with it on your head. I personally like using it when I go to my parents' house when I visit. It's really cool thing to use. It's really fun. And you actually get some exercise in it too. So there's there's benefits to it, but being that they're super early to this whole metaverse game, really can hinder them in the short term. But honestly, I think the world is moving to more of a metaverse. I know that's that is quite a while away. But in like my very Zoomer opinion, that's for sure where we're going. I think Ready Player One will actually be a reality in the next century here. We'll see. I won't be alive in the next century, but I honestly think it will be a very much a reality. So Since Apple's privacy update, so we're talking about what's really hurt Facebook. And let me preface this with this. Facebook, Meta, their platform, their main revenue earner, how they earn the revenue is from ads. So people say, hey, 
can I run my shorts? Can I run these like male shorts that are specifically targeting African Americans because it's cool to them? And they'll say, sure, we'll target all of our African American males on our platform with your ad, but we'll charge you like 25K or whatever, 2 million, 5 million, whatever. So that's how they generate money. It's completely ad revenue. That's how they make their money. And since Apple's privacy update since 2018, 19, during the Cambridge Analytica stuff, has made it harder for Facebook to target ads to its audience because most of Facebook's users are using iOS. And since iOS has specific privacy control updates where you can't really, like, they can't really track who you are, your race, and like it's harder to do those things. So by naturally, since that's how they make their money, they've been making less money of that. So that's been a really big problem because Facebook's taking advantage of your free information and making money on it, and that's been dwindling down, which I think is a huge W. I think ad-supported revenue is a terrible business model, and I think it's going to be out of here pretty soon, pretty soon. In addition, Instagram, which is also owned by Meta, has been fighting viciously to take spots away from TikTok. Why is that? Instagram has these reels and their recent update, they're pushing reels to your homepage. So now if you've updated Instagram and look at it, you should be seeing reels in your homepage when you scroll and not just like in the specific reel section. This has caused a major backlash on Twitter, on Instagram, and a couple of other professional business sites sorting that many users don't want a second TikTok. They want Instagram to be kept for photos and they want to have the separate section to look at reels. They don't want to be presented reels in their home screen. Adversely, TikTok has taken over 30% of Facebook screen time. So TikTok, I mean, we all know it's crazy popular. It's huge. It's not just for dancing videos. It's not just for like being funny. There's a lot of educational content. There's a lot of ad targeted um, things there since TikTok is owned by the CCP, um, which is China. And I think, me, oh, let me put on like my, my little hat real quick with y'all. This is not in my notes. This just came to me right now. I think TikTok is dangerous to America because it is controlled by China. And this, look, you guys don't look. I know what you're thinking. This guy's a boomer. No, no, no. It's been talked about a lot, actually. So if you just do like TikTok CCP discussions, a lot of Americans have been talking about um, government officials talking about how China can like bleed in different communistic ideas and values, promote those videos more, promote more anti-America videos, anti-America ideologies. And I think that is dangerous. Um, it is popular to hate America right now, which is unfortunate because... Um, Go live in China and you want to see how bad that is being communist. Um, so it's 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 my little take on it. It's not in my notes. But I do think TikTok is pretty bad for the American economy. I think it can be bad just like promoting anti-American ideas and being detrimental to our economy, like promoting communistic stuff. I'm going to get off my high horse. Not even a high horse. My little loyal to the foil tin hat theories. That's just me. TikTok has been eating up a lot of Facebook Facebook screen time. And so how Instagram is trying to fight that is reels. I personally prefer reels. Don't know why. I've never had TikTok on my phone. I don't think I will. I have Instagram though, and I've been watching reels. I'm not like, I don't know. I just prefer reels, even though reels, if I'm, if I, if like we're being honest, reels are just rehashed TikToks that go onto Instagram, if we're being honest, but I don't want to download it if I already see it on Instagram. So that's a big problem. There's been a lot of backlash on Instagram for promoting reels like that because many consumers don't want a TikTok too. A lot of people have been saying Instagram too is becoming like the off-brand TikTok. We'll see how that works out. I know they, they have 
publicly stated that they're backing off on their reels as far as in your home screen. So you'll still have the reel tab, but you shouldn't be recommended reels now when you go through just your regular homepage on Instagram. So there's a lot of things going on with Facebook. They're trying to be TikTok. They're trying to be a metaverse. They're trying to be a social platform and none of it's working. Also, they're allowing people to live stream and they can get um, ad revenue off of Instagram live streams, even though this is very early. Um, if you guys aren't keeping up with like the gaming kind of streaming, let me fill you in. So a lot of places, a lot of like streaming platforms like Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, <laughs> Instagram, even though they're the same company that owns those last two. They're allowing you to stream like wherever. So if you have a so, so if you like, let's say you have a contract with Twitch or a contract with Facebook, usually it says you can only exclusively stream on that platform. Now the like the changes there are you aren't exclusively tied to one platform anymore. So you can stream through like seven different streaming services. We'll see how that works out. That's very early for Facebook still. There's a lot. There are already some streamers. I've, I'm not sure if you've heard, but Ninja, who's a pretty famous um, gaming streamer, he now streams across literally every platform you can think of. And it's the future. I honestly think it's the future. But keep an eye on that. They're kind of dabbling their toes in that. Nothing really serious yet. Yeah, but Facebook's in hot water. Are they doing too much with too little? Are they trying to expand on different areas on any focuses? We'll see what's going on. This is the good one. This one gets a lot of uh, Zoomers going because it's what we know. A lot of us know the most U.S. government to cancel crypto question mark. White House puts up a framework for how to tax, control and audit crypto transactions and potentially introducing a U.S. dollar digital currency that is one to one with the dollar. Let's talk about that. So cracking down on fraud, partnering with the central bank, the White House has partnered with the central bank to essentially try to reduce the amount of crypto scams and crypto like thefts, I guess you can say, over the past years. So since 2021, there has been over $1 billion in crypto hacks, crypto scams, etc. and stuff like that. Potentially amending the Department of Justice statutes or laws to prosecute digital fraud. Decisions on this should be made by 2023. Now, this is a good one. There's a lot of talk about the government canceling crypto and like erasing crypto because they can't really control it. They can't tax it. So Amer Uncle Sam wants his money. Uh, these politicians want to make sure they get their revenue so we can pay them outrageous salary to be a public figure. And so they can't tax that. They can't control that. So what can they do? So there's been a lot of talk of are they just going to shut down crypto like you can't use it at all like they've done in China Are they you can't do anything with crypto. Surprisingly, the government's actually taking a liking to crypto and they realize they can't control crypto because the whole thing about crypto is not being regulated and you can do it. It's very privacy privacy oriented. You can't stop transactions. You can't for transactions you can't take back transactions you can't go into people's account and pull out money it's very privacy and very like and it's a good thing i think crypto is a very good thing for us but the government doesn't think so but this is a good step i think maybe we should look forward to how to stop digital frauds and scams but since it's not government backed that's going to be a hard thing to do but don't worry the government figured out a way to control this whole thing so here's the big thing Government is making its own crypto. So if you don't know what the CBDC is, it's the central bank digital currency. And they're talking about how, you know how there's a central bank 
which is like the money managers of America. Well, now they're thinking about making a digital money managers of America since crypto is so popular and crypto is everywhere. So the government is in talks to create a U.S. digital dollar that is used around the world. And it's a one to one equal like equal thing to the dollar. So imagine having a dollar, but it's a U.S. government official dollar just digitally. So you wouldn't get a $1 or $5 or $20 bill physically, but you'd see it digitally um, in whatever app or if the government comes out with the app or whatever, right? Yeah, this sounds terrible. It would be heavily regulated, and that is quite literally the antithesis to what crypto is, being unregulated and very private. The government wants to make a digital dollar that is used so they can regulate it, so they can stop transactions, they can pull transactions, and they can tax it. Right now, they do have frameworks to tax different um, cryptocurrencies. So if you're not sure how crypto is viewed now today, it's viewed as real estate, essentially. So you it's like private property. So you would pay taxes equivalent to like what real estate you can. That's kind of like the that's kind of like the very like layman's terms to it. So they kind of view it as property and you pay taxes on it as property. That's how crypto is looked at at the moment. But that is definitely going to change with the government talking about how to financially manage it. So why would why would the government create a one to one? I'd like the same thing, but digitally. Well, they would do that one because it can be regulated Two, they can tax it. And three, they can control the eco and the system, the the economical systems. I don't know if that's a word. There it is for this tax digital dollar. And why people are so against this, why this is being pushed back against heavily, like I said before, and this is really the main point I want to drive here, crypto is meant to be unregulated. It is meant to be very privacy oriented. So you alone are in control of your money. You alone know what to do with your money. And literally no one can take your money or take it from you or garnish your money or anything like that because you alone own that. And the government couldn't try to break into your thing unless you gave them like your 12 word code. That's it. That's the whole important thing. It's very anti-regulated. In addition, um, so the money managers of America, Jerome Powell, who's like the head of the money managers, stated one of the reasons they want the USD with all those that I just previously stated is because they want to wipe out the need for any other cryptocurrency out there. They are trying to get rid of cryptocurrency by creating their own that's backed by the government saying, hey, you don't need to do all these other like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Ravencoin, any Tether, any other coin, right? Like you don't need that because you have a government issued digital currency. And guess what? The government's always going to pay you back. So if you own a digital currency or anything like that, you're actually realistically you would want to own that because it's backed by the government and you know the like it's better to have a government backed like financial asset than anything else that's not backed by any regulations so it's kind of crappy so you want you wouldn't want that see that happen because they would literally control the money thing i don't think that's going to happen but why they want is they want control right there needs to be control and since the the government obviously realizes they can't control crypto why don't they make their own which can very easily be controlled the government just wants more control over regulation and make sure they get paid taxes they can pay their salary um, this isn't a good thing. I personally don't think it's a good thing because if they do come out with that U.S. dollar, a lot of investors will want that because the government 
has to owe you that money. It's not like, let's say you bought like, just to use it as an example, don't get mad Bitcoiners. Let's say you bought Bitcoin and you lose everything. You're not protected against that at all. Like you're not guaranteed that money back whatsoever. And that goes with any crypto, like at all. There's no financial backing to it. So if you lose money, rest in peace, you lose money, you're not safe. What makes the government money so like interesting if you're not like in the financial know-how, you're not too sure why people would want to do that. Why you'd want to do that is because if stuff goes bad and the economy goes bad, your money's tied to that dollar and there's some safety systems in place to make sure you get paid back at least a percentage of that. There's a lot of tax benefits to holding that through the government. They have to owe you that money back. So if they have to print more, recreate more, you know, money to pay you back to make sure you get your money, you get your money back. So it'll be safer as an investment because, you know, if if sugar, honey, iced tea hits the fan, you're backed at least a certain percentage. And that and what does that introduce control over your money? Government now controls you because they have a certain amount of leverage on you. And you also have a certain amount of leverage on them because they have to pay you back for that money you have. So it's a big thing. Um, there's a lot to talk and dive deeper into this. But right now, the main points you need to know. They're setting up a, the government, the U.S. government is setting up a framework for how to control crypto, how to audit it. And they're doing that by creating their own cryptocurrency. In the next few three to five years, we should see how this develops more. This is very blueprint ground level framework for it. Nothing really built on top of it yet, but we're already seeing them talk about it and we're seeing them trying to implement this already. So that is your news, your crucial news to what's going on in the economy and finance this week. We talked about New York throwing on this huge party just to persuade big tech executives to keep their businesses there. We talked about how Facebook is declining greatly by trying to expand to all these different ways and forms and things to do. And we also talked about how the government is potentially canceling crypto by creating its very own crypto that people will naturally flock to based on the benefits that you get just for doing the dirty with the government. If this has been helpful to you guys at all. Go ahead and review the podcast, please. Share it on social media platforms and tag at Kyle the Horton on Twitter and Instagram. I appreciate you guys. Be smart with your money. Know what to do with it. Be just wise about it. You don't have to be a millionaire to live to live well. You just have to manage your money to live well. That's all you guys got to do. I will see you guys next week on Kyle Talks. And thank you for listening. You are loved, valued beyond your, even your own understanding. And you don't even know how valuable you are. I'll see you guys next week. Peace.